This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. AMI's mission is to provide content that entertains, informs, and empowers Canadians who are blind or partially sighted. We continually strive to improve the quality and relevance of our services to be as inclusive as possible. Join AMI's research panel and make your opinion count. Email panel at ami.ca and join over 1,400 Canadians sharing their voice. That's panel at ami.ca. Oh, hey, hi, it's Jenny here, and I am so pleased to welcome you to the very first episode of Low Vision Moments. Uh, low vision moments, those things that happen when you're just trying to go about your day while living with low vision or partial sight or visual impairment or whatever your preferred terminology may be right now. Those occurrences, those low vision moments, as I call them, they can be pretty funny. And sometimes all we can do is laugh to get through the situation because it can be potentially embarrassing, frustrating, or annoying, and they can truly sometimes be learning experiences too. But let's get a few things out of the way here. I am not here to inspire nor motivate anyone. I'm simply here to tell you some real stories in a real way from my own personal experiences and from those of others living with vision loss or partial sight and or albinism. What's albinism? You're just going to have to keep listening. Maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll laugh with me. Maybe you'll laugh at me. At whatever. It really doesn't matter to me as long as we're having a good time. And I hope maybe you can relate. Maybe you'll send me some tips. And even if you don't personally live with vision loss, maybe you can gain some perspective. All right, everyone, time to pour yourself a beverage, gather around for story time, because I am so excited to welcome our very first guest ever. She wears many hats as a multi-talented artist and performer. She's an entrepreneur, and she's the first albino beauty influencer. She currently hails from New York, New York, and her name also happens to be Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy uh, that you agreed to be on Low Vision Moments. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I asked you here for a couple of reasons. We both live with albinism. And at the risk of sounding creepy, I have admired you from afar online for a very long time. You're out there being like the best kind of influencer. You're spreading positivity and creating community. And you're speaking up when things need to be said. So that's that. Um, I think we're going to set the bar real high with having you as our first guest. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now, you also share some really great stories online around just trying to go about your day living with albinism and visual impairment. And those stories are so damn relatable and at times quite comical because as you probably know, sometimes all we can do is laugh at these silly situations. Now, the theme of today's episode is getting recognized. And I think we should put quotes around recognized, getting quote unquote recognized. And what I'm going to do is first, I'll share a story that took place here in Nova Scotia. 
And then you'll share something similar that happened over in New York and we'll kind of compare notes. Okay. Now this podcast is called Low Vision Moments and the cause of our low vision, our visual impairment is a genetic condition called albinism, oculocutaneous albinism to be more specific. God, I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> and so oculo meaning the eyes and cutaneous meaning the skin and hair. Right, Jen? I believe so. I've been told about it. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I read about it, that's how it was broken down. Hoping my memory is serving me well here today because I probably should have looked that up. No, I think it, I think that's true. I mean, as far as like okay. medical terminology, makes sense to me. <laughs> so let me go ahead and give like the highest level description of albinism ever. It is a congenital condition, congenital meaning you're born with it, and albinism inhibits the production of pigment in the skin, hair, and eyes, pigment meaning color. Albinism also affects the development of the eyes, the optic nerve, as well as how visual information is processed. And those of us lucky enough to be born with albinism, which is around 1 in 20,000 in North America, and it occurs in all races, by the way, we tend to have fairly distinct coloring in our hair, skin, and eyes. And as a Caucasian woman with the condition, I have extremely blonde hair. Who am I fucking kidding? It's white. It's white hair. And it's it's white hair everywhere. Let's just get that shit out of the way because it, there's no need to make that awkward. Now, I also have very light vampire white skin. No, wait, let me try that one again. I have very milky, creamy skin, like a beautiful elf, and very pale blue eyes. Sometimes they look violet. Sometimes in photos, they might look red. But listen, nobody is walking around with red eyes, okay? True facts. <laughs> so with these features, we tend to stand out in public, okay? And I'm, I'm in my 30s now. I think I'm kind of getting used to it, but it really depends on the day. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how my day is going, what kind of mood I'm in. And really, honestly, I think it depends on the people that are trying to interact with me um, in, in the situation. But let me say this. People of all ages, of all walks of life stare. It's kids. <laughs> it's adults. It's adults allowing their kids to stare. It's grown-ass men in nice designer suits. It is everybody. But along with that, and I think most of us have noticed this with albinism, there's this phenomenon that seems to go along with being albino in public, and that's that people seem to recognize us. <laughs> or they think they know us, that they've, that they've met us before. They're convinced that maybe we're related maybe to that one albino from their hometown. <laughs> and I can tell that I'm not alone. Thanks, thanks to the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I know that I'm not alone in this and that's actually quite comforting. <laughs> One of the benefits of the internet. Now, a stranger yet is that they don't believe us when we try to tell them that we are not that person that they think we are. I'm going to give you a really good example here. I'm at the grocery store and for some reason, this seems to happen a lot at the grocery store. I do like food. Maybe I'm there a lot. But I'm there minding my business, waiting in line just to pay for my stuff. And this lady comes right up to me and she says, Hi, dear. Are you related to Sandra from out in the valley? 
And I tell her, no, I'm sorry. Typical Canadian. I'm sorry. I, I grew up in New Brunswick and I don't really know anybody from out in that area. And that should have been it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have a nice day. Let me go pay for my shit. That should have been it. <laughs> but no, she could not accept my answer. And she proceeded to give me more detail. <laughs> you know, Sandra from the Valley. Her mother worked at the university. Did you? Did she think, honestly, that providing me with more info is going to change the fact that I'm not from the fucking valley? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, thanks for jogging my memory there. Come to think of it, I forgot where I grew up and who my family is. <laughs> uh, but I'm a good maritimer. Um, we tend to be overly polite over here. And I was in a good mood that day. So she caught me on a good day. I apologized and just politely explained again. I'm not that person that you're thinking of. All these people from the Valley sound lovely, but I do not know them and I am not connected with them at all. And then thank fuck, it was time for me to approach the till and pay. So I had a reason to get out of there. <laughs> now, Jennifer, I don't know about you, but I don't see facial expressions very well. Do you? No. However, sometimes you can tell. Okay. I could tell as I was walking away from this lady, I could see the wheels turning in her head. Okay. She was sitting there thinking, that's that albino from my hometown. She just doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> like, why would we benefit from lying? Sometimes I think it's easier to just go along with it, like play along. Yeah, that kind of happens sometimes. I mean, I could go on and on with the examples, but I think that's enough out of me and my sailor mouth. <laughs> so, Jen... Let's buckle up, okay? It's time for what I'm going to call the second story. <laughs> and the second story is when I'm going to hand things off to you, our fabulous guest, and we're going to get a little bit of a different perspective on this whole getting quote-unquote recognized thing. So you go ahead. Okay. So I was on the train. Um, this has happened probably a few times before. New York City. Um, it's a big place. <laughs> um, but... Um, this lady comes up to me on the train. Um, I'm just sitting there. So I thought maybe she was asking for money because that seems to happen a lot. Um, but she acted like she knew me. So I'm guessing maybe she might know me because most of the time I don't recognize other people that recognize me. Um, so yeah, I was I'm not good with faces either. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, she might know me and maybe I, I can't tell who she is. So um, at, she asked how I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm doing great. How, how have you been? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> how friendly. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, seem like I don't know her if I actually do. And um, she asked me if I had seen someone lately. And I was like, who? And, you know, she was like, oh, this person from the restaurant. You remember? Didn't you used to work at the African restaurant? And I'm just kind of shaking my head like, no. And I told her, you know, you probably got me mixed up with someone else because I I don't know you. <laughs> like, I never worked at an African restaurant and she was um she had got up from her seat across the train. Like I didn't realize she came from the other side of the train. And she looks back at her friend and says, Nope, it's the same one. Oh my god, that's so rude. Like talking about this other person with albinism, she thinks that I am. And she tells her friend, no, it's the same girl. And she walks back to her seat. And her friend tells her, hey, chill out. No, that's not that girl. You think that it is. It's a totally different person. 
And then the woman just shouts across the train, didn't you used to mess with my brother? (laughs) It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I mean, thankfully it's COVID-19 and the train wasn't full of people. So like, I wasn't like extremely embarrassed that this woman is like outing this information that maybe I was sexually involved with her brother or something like that. But I didn't know her. I didn't know her brother. I didn't work at the African restaurant and she still did not believe that I was not this person. So, um, yeah, it was just a little shocking that someone could just blurt this information and accuse me of being, you know, whoever this girl is. I don't know who she is. (laughs) I like her friend. Her friend has some sense. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. And if I were you, I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed for her, the lady screaming. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And don't you think like that could be a fun situation to play, like play along with? Like, yeah, I did mess around with your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him I said hello. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of like, how do these people really assume we're all the same person? (laughs) How did that interaction end? I'm I'm curious. Did you just were you, were you able to just get off the train? My eyes got big, and you know she just kind of continued the conversation with her friend, and he kept trying to you know help her understand that I'm not that girl, but I think she really did think I was her, and then yeah, I just got off the train. And- wow, I think your story tops mine. <laughs> well, no, I had another story that happened like a few days ago. Um, oh, do tell. <laughs> so I, I work a job where I hold a sign outside of a store that's going out of business. And, um, you know, it's just one of these extra jobs I do on the side because um, I do like so many different jobs. But um, I'm standing there and this guy comes up to me and he's like, excuse me, don't I know you from somewhere? And again, I'm like, maybe. I, I really can't tell if I know you or not because I don't recognize faces. So I was like, uh, give me some clues. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure. So he goes, um, he said, <laughs> he says, don't you know Harris or some, some name, you know? And I'm like, no, I don't know anybody by that name. And he goes, um, didn't, didn't we used to hang out all the time at the pier? And I'm like, no, I, I'm, you know, I, I know what the PR is, but I've never hung out there. So no, it's probably not me. And then <laughs> then he says, oh, didn't you go to BMCC? I didn't realize that this is a school. So I was like, what's that? You know, he's like, oh, it's a, a college. I was like, no, I didn't go to that college. I'm not from, I'm not from New York. I told him I'm not from New York. I went to school in Indiana. He goes, oh, you're not from New York. So then he says, um, well, do you know where Chambers Street is? <laughs> Like, no, it's not me. Like, no, I don't know where Chambers Street is, but like, I can't give you direct. I thought he was asking me for directions, but <laughs> my friends who were from here were saying he was really trying to see if you know where the location is because he wanted to know if you were that person. And because the school is near Chambers Street. So I was like, you know, I was like, no, I sorry, sorry, I can't give you directions there because I'm not from this area. And then he was like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> so I was like, he asked me so many questions and every answer was no. And he still didn't believe I wasn't this girl. Why so, would he lie? I just, I don't get it. Does he even know the girl's name? Like, <laughs> like he acted like he knew her so well. Like, he didn't even know her name. That one so. girl that used to hang out at the pier. 
No, I'm not. I'm not her. I'm the the big difference in our stories is that I I apologize over over and over because that's the Canadian in me, and I I I was wondering like is this making it worse? But I don't think it is. I think it's just the nature of the conversation. They don't want to believe us. Yeah. Well, look, I have another quick story, and and this one is is one that God, I wish I had played along with. So. I play with our provincial goalball team and I'll explain goalball another day, but you probably know what it is. So I play goalball with our provincial team and we were in the airport. My teammate and I were in the airport in Detroit waiting to come home after a regional tournament. And we were pretty pumped because we we had just won our first medal like ever as a team. So we were all, we were both wearing our bronze medals. I don't know how tactful that is, but we did it because we were excited and we were young and irresponsible. It was really only a few years ago, but anyway, so we're in like the terminal waiting to go into a restaurant. So, you know, you're in like the thoroughfare, people are walking through and this lady walks by and then she stops and like backtracks, takes a couple steps back. Like she's real excited to see us. And she comes up to me and she says, are you, are you so-and-so? And I don't recall this, the person's name, who she thought I was. And I say, no, that's not me. Who, who is that out of curiosity? Who do I look like? And she says, oh, you know, this, this really successful Olympic or Paralympic skier, Da, 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 da. She starts rattling off this person's accomplishments. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. But no, that is not me. And I can see where the confusion would come in. Like I'm wearing a bronze medal, but it, you know, it wasn't Olympic time. It was, you know, not anyways. And I was like, no, that's, that's not me. Um, I I'm sorry, not me, but that's really fascinating. I'll have to go and look that person up. Clearly I, I don't, I don't recall looking them up, but anyway, she was like, are you sure you're not her? And in my mind, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yes, I'm sure I'm not her. And to this day, why did I not offer to take a selfie and give this woman an autograph? She could be on eBay selling some fake autograph right now. What a wasted opportunity. I'm not her today, but maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll be her tomorrow. <laughs> I could just see it writing out the autograph. How do you think that name is spelled again? <laughs> oh my god well this has been fun i i thoroughly enjoy this and it just um it just sort of reminds me again that like i'm not alone in these silly scenarios which is really nice and uh i just i can't thank you enough for joining me and sharing your story and like i said off the top i think we have set the bar high having you as our first guest um i mean it you have some good stories and and I would like to know how can people find you online? Oh, um, so I am sort of everywhere on the social media. Um, at J Renee, J Renee is my main thing. Um, you could pretty much find me on all social media, mainly Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat. I don't snap, but I've, I'm on Snapchat and YouTube and Facebook. I also have a website, IvoryBeauty.com. It's my uh, lashes for women with albinism. Yeah, you do. I told my husband about <laughs> that today and he was like, holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It is, um, 
it's a little bit outside my comfort zone, but it's something I need to 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 venture out and, and try someday. But um, I've never wore lashes before these, so it's like, <laughs> I'm getting into them myself. But you know, they're fun. So I'll I'll tell you something, and I'm I'm really not bragging. I wear I wear thick glasses, and the couple times that I've tried to put on mascara, not only is it like really difficult to do. I'm sure there's really some good techniques that I haven't learned yet. But every time I try to put it on, I get it on and I'm like, oh, good, accomplished, you know, and then I put my glasses on <laughs> and it's, it smears up my glasses. <laughs> They're like windshield. Are my, <laughs> my eyelashes too long? I don't understand. Yeah, they're probably very long and touch your lenses. <laughs> or maybe your glasses are so thick that they touch your lenses. <laughs> maybe it's a combination of the two. Oh, <sighs> well, Jennifer, I could probably stay in chat all night, but um, I just want to thank you again for taking the time, sharing your story. And um, I really, I hope that you stay safe out there with everything going on. And I think we should probably do this again sometime. For sure. Thank you so much. And I hope you're also safe out there in Canada. <laughs> Holy smokes. Can you believe we've come to the end of the first episode? I want to thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that you had fun. I had a pretty good time. If you're interested in joining me here on Low Vision Moments as a guest or having your story read on the podcast, or if you just want to say hi, I would love to hear from you. Get in touch at podcast at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail. You can give me a ring at 1-866-509-4545. That number again, 1-866-509-4545. Make sure to mention Low Vision Moments in the message. Thanks a million to our fantastic guest, Jennifer. Make sure you go follow her on social media. Yes, you. She is on Insta. She's on Facebook. You name it. Find her at J Renee. That's the letter J-R-E-N-E-E. And you should really check out her fabulous lash line tailored for those of us with albinism. Yes, for the fairest of them all. You can visit her website, ivorybeauty.com. That's I-V-O-R-E-E beauty.com. Or you can search that up, Ivory Beauty, on the socials as well. This podcast would not have been possible without Sam Robinson, technical producer extraordinaire, Thank you, Sam, for holding my hand through the creation of this beautiful beast of a first episode. Not literally holding my hand, of course, because pandemic. Shout out to the big boss manager at AMI Audio, Andy Frank. Lastly, a heartfelt thank you to all of those persistent strangers who think we must be that one albino they saw that one time and think we're all related. And you simply won't believe us when we tell you otherwise. Without you, we would not have these ridiculous stories to share. So thank you. And until next time, everyone. Cheers. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.